Everybody pants now. Pants, 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 pants. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gabby, what are you drinking? Um, I was drinking uh, the Kona Brewing Company Aloha Series Pipeline, which is a porter with 100% Hawaiian Kona coffee. Um, but I'm now out of that, so I'm drinking Corona leftover from Cinco de Mayo last week. What are you enjoying this fair evening? Um, technically, right now I am drinking water because what? I, because I went out earlier with some friends, and I had a really nice beer called um, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. It's like a oh, that sounds delicious. It was delicious, actually. It's a it's a pretty high. It was like eight percent, and it was really good. It was really smooth and drinkable. So, um, yeah. And I also had a pickleback. Of course you did, because you're Rachel Maddow. I wish. Don't we all wish we were Rachel Maddow? Anyway. No, I would rather hang out in the same vicinity as Rachel Maddow. Who is the Shane of the NWSL? Come on. Sydney Lurie. Oh my god! <laughs> really? That's your vote? Well, I mean, without calling out a player who's not out. Oh, yeah. okay. I think Shane, in terms of like charm and charisma, that level of Shaneness, my vote would be maybe Carmelina Moscato. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's, that person that's, who can... that's that's a good that's a good. Uh, yeah, that that beats Sydney Larue. Someone who can walk into any situation and come out of it with everybody going, "Wow, she was cool." That or maybe uh, KK. Oh no, I I I'd still vote Carm over KK. Actually, I haven't seen. I, I've I've only experienced Carm's charm in person <laughs> once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna have to take your word on this. Okay. We haven't recorded in a while because I've been dealing with uh, real life. life. Yeah, life tests, things, stuff. You know what are you? What are you now? Um, in debt. Anyway, that's that's ridiculous. Let's talk about the NWSL and the current standings. We're not gonna recap everything that happened while I was busy dealing with my life because we all know what happened. Because I was not paying attention to any soccer yeah. while you were dealing with your life. I was just thinking about you and supporting you. I know. You kind of went um, to stasis. While you were dealing with things. Like, you just kind of lay down and then went into this, like, think about Thrace mode. That's, that's yeah, I haven't, I haven't done anything women's soccer related in the past two weeks. I'm sure you haven't. But sitting at the top of the table... <sighs> The rain. Let's start at the bottom. You want to start at the bottom? Why? Yeah. Why do we need to start at the bottom, though? Because. Okay. Let's, good things... let's just get it out of the way. Let's just get it out of the way. The Boston exactly. Breakers. Exactly. Yeah, the Boston Breakers are at the bottom of the table, but they are sharing that position with the Houston Dash, and they have a game in hand on the Dash, right? They're both at three they points, do. but the Dash have played five, and the Breakers have only played four, and we're about to head when... into a two-game series against Chicago at home. When uh when do the break when do the breakers catch up the dash because the dash are playing tomorrow night against the thorns. Um, then the breakers should have caught up to the dash by this weekend, because tomorrow after the dash play that six games, so the breakers will have played two more games by this weekend, both against Chicago. 
thanks to but the miracle that is NWSL scheduling. What? Yeah, NWSL scheduling might be a little fucked up. Mm, resulting in things like... There's a lot about the NWSL that's fucked up. Aww. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. The Dash play FCKC on Sunday at about the yeah, same time. Yeah, so it's going to be at least another week or so yeah. until the breakers catch up. What do you think about the Dash so far? They're the latest team in our league. I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little concerned for them. Um, just because they're the they're the second MLS partnership, um, MLS ish franchise. Uh, so they kind of sort of need to produce good results so that other MLS teams will be like, oh, this is. A viable option in Portland isn't just this weird X-Men fluke uh, of a of a situation, um, but they're not gonna. I don't think. I don't think we can expect uh, strong attendance numbers being at, for teams being at the bottom of the table unless you're the Washington Spirit last year. Um, that was just a like weird weird thing that they were able to keep their attendance up even though they. Um, weren't weren't really bringing in the results but uh injuries like the dash um i i think i heard that uh both of the goalkeepers um are listed as probable for the match tomorrow against the the thorns so that's that's not a good thing well i think the dash might be similar to the spirit though and being able to keep their numbers up even if they keep losing because I think part of the reason why the Spirit were able to do that was because they have, like, kind of an entrenched soccer community. People are used to, you know, United, and they had the Washington Freedom. So there's a, a soccer history there. And the, the Dash, maybe not necessarily on the women's side, but through the Dynamo and stuff, there there's a soccer community there. So I think even if the Dash have an inaugural losing season it may not necessarily affect their numbers that much. We'll see. Yeah, and I think it all just kind of depends on what the, the Dash ownership, or the, the Dymo slash Dash ownership group signed up for when they, they took this team on. Yeah. You know, do, do we want to, are, are we going to give it the good college try and go for three years and, and see what the results are? Yeah, I, I would hope that anyone buying into women's pro soccer at this point realizes they need to be in it. You know, they can't be like, okay, we'll be in for one or two years, and if we don't see turnaround in that time, we're going to pull out. Because at this point, they should know what they're getting into. For sure. And at this point, like on both sides, the league should be like, hey, we need to – there are a lot of caveats going on here. We need to tell you exactly what this is going to be like so that we're sure when you buy in, the money's going to stay around. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm concerned for the dash in a uh injury <laughs> sense. Oh. Um they've also played a lot of games. Um and they just they, they haven't found their rhythm. Um I like right now it looks like in terms of goal scoring, they'll be relying mostly on Teresa Noyola, which is not necessarily a bad option. I like Noyola a lot. I think she's a really credible attacking option. But they don't have, like... I don't necessarily know if they have a player who you can trust 
who you expect to spearhead the attack. Yeah, absolutely. Where on each team, you kind of look to certain players and you think, yes, this player needs to be, this player will produce opportunities and this player should at least have some certain shots on goal, like a standout attacking option. Yeah, it's 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 difficult um, for for the dash. I think they've they've got to bring in a couple a couple more players at some point this season, though. I think they were hoping like Kalia Ohai would really fill that role for them. Well, she's been injury prone. That whole UNC class of Dunn and Ohai, I think everybody had higher expectations for than what what the return is that we're seeing so far. Yeah, I think right now, so right now a lot of the scoring in Houston, it seems to be going through Noyola and Ella Masser. Um, hope, hopefully for them, I guess, Kayla and Kyle will start clicking with the midfield more. Yeah, how do you feel about that Kayla and Kyle uh, transfer? Yeah, from what I've heard, Kayla and Kyle seemed unhappy in Boston. Like, personally, she, she was professional and she she wasn't mean or anything she's a nice person she was really nice it's just that i think her boyfriend is playing in the in the mexican league and she just wasn't you know she she couldn't be so far from him it was really taking a toll on her that that was my impression you you know what you can't help how you feel when you're separated from someone you love and it apparently if it was bad enough that it was interfering with you know her her personal life then if she had to move to houston to be happy i don't begrudge her that you know, I would rather, I would rather not a player be stuck on my team and be miserable and just kind of forcing themselves to go through it, than being somewhere else and being happy. So that's an interesting take that I have not heard yet. Um, I had heard that the Breakers needed her to play defense, and that's not her position with Canada. No, I think that. Our coach, Tom Durkin, talked about needing her to play more defensively and she wanted to play more attack-minded. And I think a lot of people read into that there was like, he told her to do something and she wouldn't do it because she was being a diva or whatever. And I don't necessarily think that's actually what happened. I don't think she was being a diva, but I mean, she's she's got to look out for her role and her position on national team as well. Yeah. I mean, I could believe her being like, well, my national team coach wants me to do this and this and this, so I don't feel comfortable playing in this position. But I, no, I don't. I don't think that was necessarily. I don't necessarily okay. think they had a falling just... out over it. I, I actually really do think it was she needed to be closer to her loved ones. Kind of like I, you know, I, how... you're you're much closer to all of this than I am. Yeah, I mean, it could be me, like rose-colored glasses, wanting to see the best in everybody and. But from all accounts, she's just not the kind of person who would be like, no, I won't do this. You can't make me, so you better trade oh, me absolutely. or else I'm going to like screw everything up. I don't think that's what happened. It, it kind of reminds yeah. me of like when Sid went to Seattle because she wanted to be closer to Vancouver and her mom. What you guys need is Muse to get healthy. Uh, Muse might be um, playing for us this week because she's off the injured list. In the latest injury report from NWSL, it says Mewis is, you know, she it doesn't list her anywhere. So, and I That'll think there was fantastic. I think there was an interview actually where they said yes, Mewis will be available starting this week against the Chicago Red Stars. So, maybe not starting, but 
hopefully at least getting a solid half in. I think that would be nice. It would be nice to yeah. see how, if she can start clicking with our midfield and get some more attacks going. Yeah, it's it's frustrating watching watching Boston as a non-Boston man. I'm sure it's really frustrating for you being there and 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 watching all of this. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you feel like it's so close to like being being all like in a groove. <laughs> what? No, it's okay. Let's just move on to the next team on the list. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Just keep talking. Um, so next, we have two teams tied with six points apiece. Uh-huh. Blue Spirit and Sky Blue. Uh-huh. Um, six points being double what the two teams at the bottom of the table, the Houston Dash you and the Boston Breakers. That. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the... Sky Blue has actually uh, played seven games at this point. The uh-huh. Spirit have only played six. Yep. But Sky Blue has walked away with three draws and one win, uh-huh. whereas the Spirit have two wins uh, on on the books and two two really different teams. Um, two really different teams than what we saw last year. Um, at this point last year, Sky Blue was kind of riding high, and everyone was like, "Oh, this could be a team to beat." It was before all those injuries. Sky Blue was the Seattle last year. Yeah. And last year, the Spirit were... Well, it was not a great situation. I don't think they had scored a point yet last year this time. At this point last year, I think the Spirit were just above the Seattle Reign in terms of, like, oh boy. Had they, had they beat the Reign already? Maybe. I don't I don't remember. Dude, I can barely remember what I did last week. I'd have to go back and look. Okay, well, that's because you're you are on your honeymoon now. That's true. That's true. Your honeymoon from school. I forgot to eat today until dinner. Like I forgot. <laughs> I th- I think I think spirit could go either way. I I think they it's it's entirely possible they could start clicking, and and move up into the top four. But I think it's also possible they could kind of just hang around the middle of the table. I can't tell at this point. The, the spirit just need to not concede a goal within two minutes of scoring. Yeah, the like that's that's their Achilles heel right now. They've they've done it in two games where they've either tied or gone ahead. Um, last week against Seattle, uh, and then this week against Kansas City. Was Kansas? Yeah, it was Kansas City. Um, they score, and then immediately after, the other team puts one in the net. Yeah. Um, the, with the spirit, yeah, I think they go the other way. But with Sky Blue, I just feel like they're not going to turn it around. I feel, I, I don't know. My feelings are often wrong, though. I'm not Luke Skywalker. I can't trust my feelings. I um. I, I have similar feelings about Sky Blue. It's it's just it's something something's broken there. Um, and maybe maybe they'll make change uh, in the next few weeks. Um, I don't think they're waiting on any internationals though. I think everybody who's on Sky Blue is there right now. Although this past week they didn't have Caitlin Ford. 
And True, because she's playing in the Asian Cup. Yeah, and Caitlin Ford actually is a huge part of their team. She's she's that important that missing her. Can, she's their bulldozer. Yeah, it can throw everything off for them. The really scary thing about Sky Blue is um, the East Coast has been having shitty weather, and Sky Blue's attendance. I'm not entirely sure if it's gone over a thousand yet this year. Sky Blue is the one team that I feel hasn't really hopped on to the social media wagon. It's not just Twitter, but it's it's like I don't think they pump out the same number of amount of press and video and things like that. They're, they're just kind of quiet over there. Well, they also don't have, like, media person who's a homer. Well, then it's their job to find somebody who is or to hire a, a communications person or at least find an intern who, for college credit, will film some players with an iPhone and and post it on YouTube. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I'm drawing a blank as to who their their hometown reporter is, and I don't think they have one. Well, do you want to talk about the next team in the standings, the Red Stars? The Red Stars. What do you think about Karina LeBlanc playing for the Red Stars this season? I think KK um, has, has done okay in I, goal for them. Yeah? Yeah, she's she's done uh, a good job score uh you know, they, she's only allowed three goals in five games, um, which is which is pretty good. Uh it, it stings still, which is probably why I only really catch the highlights of the, the Red Stars games. Um Yeah, KK has only let in three goals. And it seems unfair when you consider FCKC has let in ten and they're higher in the rankings, but FCKC also has scored 11, but Chicago's only scored 3. So, yeah, FCKC has freaking A-Rod. Yeah. And they, they were struggling for the first couple games of the season, but they've really turned it on. I think um, I think FCKC has started to click, and now they're like, they're they're in the groove. They're, they're scary shit. Yeah. FCKC is scary shit. Um, Chicago, I think, is, is struggling to score. I mean, you can... I mean, just look at the goals they. Yeah, they're obviously they're struggling to score. I uh, Chicago's another team I think that doesn't have a standout spearhead on the attack yet. Well, they got Tank back this week. They did get Tank back. She's not a ninety-minute player yet, I don't think. Yeah, well, we'll but... see. See what she she contributes though. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, she... And she also got a, she also got a few minutes with uh, Canada. Yes, she did. I'll just say this about Chicago. I was pleased Jen Hoy got a goal in the most recent game because I'm pretty fond of her. For some reason, I just find players and then latch onto them, and I can't explain why, but I like them from that point on, and Jen Hoy is one of them. I'm not going to question your passion. Yeah. I am not going to question where the, the root of your passion or how you express your passion. Maybe it's the Princeton thing. I don't know. Next on the table, Portland. You want to take this one? Uh, the the Thorns had a really, um, probably the best game of the season, uh, against the, uh, Seattle Spirit, no, Seattle Sky Blue, no, <sighs> what's that team's name? The Rain? Oh, the Rain, right, the Seattle Rain. Portland, Portland had probably their best game of the season against the the Seattle Rain, but um, it was a it was a great it was I I feel privileged that I was at Providence Park to be able to watch it. Um, I think they played with a lot of heart. 
Uh, I personally went into the game um, believing that they had it in them to win, but was prepared emotionally for a train wreck uh, because of how Seattle has been playing recently. Um, And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Unfortunately, they gave up the goal in the 89th minute. Oh, boy, did they give it up. Sorry. Oh, my God. It was it was painful. Um, and, you know, Seattle walked away with the win. Yep. Uh, it was the first time Seattle beat uh, Thorns at home. Um, the next rematch, huh, the, the next game is in Seattle uh, on June 27th. Um, I'm sure it'll be a cracker. Yeah, I have. I have two things to say about that game. One, now it's a rivalry. That game and everything after, now it's a rivalry. And two, um, I watched some of the press conference after, and I know a lot of people have been asking about Sink and kind of her scoring drought, but if she says that she's not concerned, like the goals will start going in, then I'm just going to take her word on it. She she definitely put a, a lot of balls on frame in that game, and Hope Solo came up big. Um, but seeing improved quality of service and improved chances, I'm pretty optimistic on a Christine Sinclair front anyway. But when am I not optimistic on the Christine Sinclair front? So let's just move on. Well, I mean, Portland had 18 shots, um, in that game. They, you know, they, it was a really good game. It it was really um, fun to watch. I mean, it was a little bit... Yeah. It was, it was a little nerve-wracking, but yeah, it was fun to watch. That's that's a type of game you want. Um, you know, that's that's the type of game you want against a team that, um, it's, yeah, it 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 could have ended better. Uh, but I I think that game was good for the league. Um, I know a lot of Portland fans were at their first. Thorns game, uh, that was the one they picked um, as their first game, and a lot of the feedback I received after that was, you know, wow, that was entertaining. When when do they have their home game? Um, yes, I will. I will do that again. Uh, and you know, I I think I think that's that's only going to bring good things uh, to, to this league if we if we have games like that. Uh, I've watched one. I watched a couple other games this weekend, um, one of them being the FCKC Spirit game, and and I just thought it was a little lackluster. Um, it was it was not as engaging, and maybe that was because I wasn't watching it in person. Um, maybe it's that's the filter of of watching a, a web stream versus uh, a live game. But I, I think I think the NWSL needs more exciting games, and and the the Portland Seattle Seattle game was was all of that. Yeah, more exciting games, like whether it's a KG 0-0 almost to the 90th minute, or it's like a barn burner that ends 5-4. Just yeah, a 5-4 yeah. game is way better than a 5 nothing game. Yeah. Um, just to kind of paraphrase Nadine Unger, like, we lost the game and this is not good, but they have to look ahead now. <laughs> so, just gotta well, take the result and She said, moving. we didn't lose anything. Yeah, we lost three points, but we didn't lose championship. Yeah. So at this point, at this point, the the league is wide open. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Seattle's to lose. Um, You know, they play. Well, let's talk about 
Let's talk about the the team right above Portland. FC Casey. Yeah. So FC Casey um, beat the Washington Spirit this past week. Um, FC Casey has has had quite quite the schedule. They're the the them and Sky Blue are at seven seven games played each. Um, and FC Casey faces off against Seattle twice. They they travel to Seattle. I think they travel today, and their game is tomorrow night. But it's kind of FC Casey or or anybody that plays Seattle from this point on can be can be King Slayers, Queen Slayers. You mean Queen Slayers? Yeah, you can watch too much Game of Thrones. I don't watch enough. I wish there was more. <laughs> yeah. Um. If if anybody's gonna beat Seattle, that's not Portland. I could easily believe it would be FC Casey at this point. Yeah, A Rod goes ham on solo. Yeah, yeah. I could see A Rod picking up two against Seattle tomorrow. I could see A Rod picking up two against any team at this point, really. Right. God, she had a she had a, a she had a great her first goal on uh, on Sunday was was a beauty outside the box she has turned it and shot and boom beat Harris the lady is on form and you know what when A-Rod is on form she's nice to watch she's one when I I like watching A-Rod score like because she's so tiny and compact and but it it just she's unexpectedly speedy right speedy and really tough you know speedy Rodriguez sure um, so, yeah, and you know what? She's a former Boston breaker, and I think Tony DeChico kind of did her wrong. So I like seeing her succeed. Well, and she does really good with Kenny, or Holiday. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going for FCKC against the rain, actually. I, I think I'm actually a true neutral in this match. I'm just going to enjoy watching it purely for the game itself, because I think it could be a really good game. Oh, I'm not watching it because I'm watching the uh, Thorns down in Houston, but I am I am going for FC Casey at this point. I'm going for anybody who can can stop the steamroll that is the Seattle Rain. Do you think the Rain could go this whole season undefeated? Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, don't, dude! I is that I, something that I'm not allowed to ask you? No, I said that after week one. Okay. Okay. I I had a I actually had a dream, um, and not like a good dream, but not a nightmare. Um, I had a dream where the rain went undefeated. Yeah, I think it's a possibility, not a high, not a high probability, but a possibility. But well, they've played. They're they're now a quarter of the way through the season. They've played six out of twenty four games. Yeah, and they they have not even tied. Yeah, and they haven't had Pino for a while either. She's been injured. Yeah. Although really lately it's been all about Kim Little, just Fishlock, and Naomi Kawasumi and Hope Solo. Well, Kam- Kawasumi's out. Yeah, Kawasumi was out last time too because she's also she's playing for Japan in the Asian Cup. But right. before that, yeah. I'm really looking forward to when Portland has more than 14 players available. I am looking forward to when Alex Morgan is healthy. Battle. I am looking forward to when Alex Morgan is healthy. Yeah. I never, I never thought I would be as big of a Morgan supporter as I have been over the last five weeks. And whenever, whenever 
there has been a play or whenever there has been a ball that is just Morgan's bread and butter and we botch it, you know, it's, oh, I, it pains me that we don't have Morgan. Well, that's FC Casey, number two in the table. Western New I York don't Flash. understand how the Flash are so high up. Well, they're 3 one, <laughs> three, one, one. Yeah, they're, they're 3 one, one. They're yeah. on a, a four goal differential. I don't know what else to tell you, man. They haven't had Carly Lloyd for the past two games, but on this last game, they won on the strength of an Abby Wambach brace. Abby was finally back, healthy enough to play after getting, you know, Mac trucked in the face. Mac trucked in the face. Yeah. Well, they started out with Spirit, and then they lost to Chicago. They drew Portland, and now they beat FCKC, and they beat Sky Blue. That win over FCKC last week was huge. For them, yes. Yeah, I, just for the table in general. I, but I think it also lit fire under FCKC. So, <clears throat> we'll see. The the Flash take on the, the Spirit this week. Again. So we'll see if the spirit come, come guns a blazing. Yeah, the spirit, like, I don't think at any point this season, except for maybe the first one, they seemed like the spirit from last season either. So it's just a matter of not knowing, like, in which game they're going to just kind of all of a sudden go balls to the wall and, and, and just put together a performance that we weren't expecting. But they're... right. But it's not a choice between that and a bad performance. It's a choice between that and a mediocre performance because I don't think the Spirit have given a really bad performance this season except for maybe the opener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think all that's that's fair. Uh, it'll be it it'll be a good game to, to watch on Saturday. Um, the the Spirit versus Flash. I think I think the Spirit are gonna surprise people this year. I hope so. They're. Maybe not everyone feels this way, but I feel like the Spirit, they're just such a a likable team. You know, you just want to root for them and you wish them well. Even if they're playing against your team and you want them to lose, you still at the least, you wish them well. That's how I feel. I haven't played them yet this year, so I don't know if I would chant inappropriate things in their general direction. That's fair. All right, and now at the top of the league, should I take this, the rain? Yes, please. Okay. What else can you say about them? You know, they're they're eight points. I feel clear. like we've talked about them a lot. Yeah, they're eight points clear at the top. They have a really good team. They're coming along quite nicely. They're just slip sliding away. I don't really think there's much to say. So, do you want to talk about USA and Canada? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, Rain fans. We are moving on to international soccer. I I enjoyed watching this game, but that's because I I was able to watch it from both like the U.S. and the Canadian sides, and on the U.S. side it was it was kind of messy, right? It was like can Canada outplayed them not by a lot, but I feel like Canada had the upper hand for most of the game until Sid Larue scored that equalizer off a really nice shot. I don't think Canada had the upper hand. I thought it was fairly even. Um, I thought Aaron came up with a lot of, well, one in particular really big save. Um, I'm not saying like I, I, like a big upper hand. I'm just saying they played like uh, a team that had a big home crowd behind them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, did did they did they play like Portland against Seattle? <laughs> 
I thought you didn't want to go there. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Not, yeah. Well, I do, but I don't. I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't. No. Um... No, I'm not saying Canada had a huge upper hand, just they had like a slight edge, almost like a mental edge, because they're like, all right, you know, we're at home, we got almost, what, 20-some thousand, almost 30,000 people behind us, let's let's just do it, let's just do it, you know? It's a fresh start. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're pumped, they're, they're getting the World Cup, they they deserve to to be that excited and that pumped and you know you you want to see them being better you want to see a competitive game for usa and and it wasn't usa's best showing yeah on a on a macro level i'm glad that they were able to put on a good show for a home crowd in the host nation of the 2015 2015 women's world cup like a year before we're supposed to be going because I think that's better than if Canada got blown out like three or four to nothing in Winnipeg. For sure. For sure. So on that level, I think it was good. On the U.S. level, it, a little shaky. Oh, it was shaky. It was, you know, it was it was a bunch of players playing as individuals. Yeah, I, I, I that's fair. That's fair. And then, you know what? They got lucky. Canada left Sid LaRue unguarded on that far post, and it's like, if you're going to leave Sid LaRue unguarded like that, then just take the goal, you know? Just take it. You deserved it. Well, yeah, but we also left our far post unmanned entirely during a... That's true. Yeah. USA-Canada, good rivalry. Um, it It was a better game than I was expecting in terms of action and liveliness. Mm -hmm. Um, But as an American fan, I was extremely frustrated. It was a a squeaky bum game. Yeah, what minute did Sid's goal come in? Like the 78th or something like that. Yeah, it was the 78th minute. Was it? Really? Yeah. I was just throwing it You got it exactly right. (laughs) So 78th, that's not like the worst, at least... I think it's no ninth minute. Yeah, squeaky bum goals are like 80th minute plus. I feel like, but anything. Yeah, it was close. 78, 80th. Yeah. What else you want to talk about, homie? Uh, bidding for women's World Cup 2019. Ooh, France. Okay, so the five nations currently bidding for the 2019 Women's World Cup: South Africa, England, France, South Korea. New Zealand? New Zealand and New Zealand. All of those nations, I feel, are actually pretty deserving. How awesome of a sign is it that, you know, for for this World Cup, the, the 2019, that there are five nations that have um, applied for it, whereas the 2015 World Cup, where applications were probably due in 2010, there were two. I, uh, all those nations, I think, would be a great host for the Women's World Cup, and I think they're all nations that have made moves towards strengthening the women's side of the game. Al- although, out of those five nations, I think England and France have done the most towards strengthening the women's side of the game because they've also invested on the club level. I'm not super familiar with the club situation in, in South Korea, but they 
they do have like a a, a young up and coming national squad that I, I I think maybe in a cycle or two is, is going to be someone to look out for the same way that that Japan after a couple of cycles and then in showed up they showed up in 2011 and it was like wow the investment and the training paid off yeah i think i think there's there's a lot of opportunity for return on on everything that they've been uh putting into their program or seeing um it, it'll be it'll be interesting who's your top two out of those five nations that you would want to see get the cup new zealand or france okay i come at it from two different angles first the first angle being if i want to see soccer spread around and so germany got in in 2011 if i want to see it kind of spread around between different federations then i would vote um south korea or new zealand uh but if i'm just like regardless of that i think maybe i would say south africa and then a tie between england and france like neutral between those two england did a great job london did a great job with the olympics uh-huh. um and they, they have a really great squad there um a squad with a lot of potential you know a new coach uh all all of the different storylines going there um but they've kind of historically been good whereas new zealand or france are kind of up and coming um a lot like your south africa storyline and it would be great to to kind of see some payoff there i know the the french program is you know blossomed um I, both at the club level and on national team level i think france and new zealand new zealand is up and coming but i think france is at least a cycle if not two ahead of new zealand i wouldn't exactly call them up and coming anymore I I would just because they don't quite get the recognition they should, and they and they have those hit or miss games. Um, That's true. You know the the USA will play them twice in June, and you you know to steal to steal your line. You never know who's going to show up. I I will say in light of of recent events, um, in England maybe I would edge France if it went to a European country. For the Women's World Cup. Have you heard about this? Richard Scudamore? I don't think so. Okay, this guy is the chief executive of the Premier League, right? Okay. And it came out that he sent all these degrading emails between himself and other co-workers where he uses some really derogatory sexual slurs for women and they talk about women in, in really denigrating sexual ways. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, Just look him up. And... His defense was, A, sorry, those were private emails. No one was meant to see them. And B, I'm sorry. It's, what? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a Donald Sterling defense. Like, yeah. I thought I was having a private conversation with my, with my girlfriend. I, I totally didn't to mean get for her you. Trying to bed. Yeah, um, I totally didn't mean And you'll say anything you, to... you want to say. Yeah, I totally didn't mean for you to overhear my casual sexism. It's, yeah. you would have never known I was a sexist if you hadn't seen this stuff, so... This is an invasion of my privacy, and in my private world, I'm allowed to be a jerk. Yeah, and I'm like... And you can't judge me for what I do in my private life. Well, I'm like, why shouldn't we judge you more for what you say when you don't think anybody who could punish you is listening? Right. Because what you say when you're in, like, private company, 
I think, reflects way more on you than any public statement does. He also called uh, females irrational. So, well, that's that's he hit the nail on the head right there. I know women. You you know you can't live with them. Women, women, women. You can't live with them. They will not go out with me. Eventually, dude. Eventually. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Women will go out with me. So, um, anything else on our on our awesome agenda for today? Uh, United States might have a a new coach soon. 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 Tony Gustafsson. Yeah, I heard he was a, you know, Tony G. I heard he was a real popular EDM DJ in Europe. He does the circuit, like the club circuit in, in Sweden and stuff. Dude, that would bring so many new fans to women's soccer. Right? He's, it'd, it'd be like the opposite of Pia. Instead of pulling out a guitar, he like, the lights turn off, and then all this neon and smoke starts happening and he like drops the bass whoa, 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 i don't whoa. know if, i don't know if holiday's ready to relinquish her role though <laughs> that that's going to be quite the blow to holiday what if holiday doesn't make the squad because he doesn't want the competition oh you, you you think he would he'd be like i bet you don't even know who bass nectar is and then he'd kick her off it, the team yeah i bet you that's that's going to be a prereq talk about culture holy shit that's the culture he's going to bring to the team European EDM. I don't want that shit. You don't want coaching my team. You don't want those Euro Club beats. Uh, I don't really understand what the kids are listening to these days. Me neither. So, Gab, sum up. What are your feelings overall towards NWSL so far this season? I am hopeful. I am extremely hopeful. By um, I'm I'm hopeful of the the play on the pitch. Uh, will attract new fans. Um, I'm hopeful that it will shut up critics who say that women's soccer is boring, um, that women's soccer uh, is not as good as men's. Um, I'm hoping people get of it, give it a chance. And I'm hopeful that uh, fan bases will be broadened and diversified. And um, that will be a really good year. How about you? What? How are you feeling for for the year so far? Five weeks in. Relatively optimistic. I'm. A, I mean, I'm always optimistic about women's soccer, even when I expect. Oh, of the course worst. you are. But here's here's my two big hopes for the league. One, a national broadcasting deal, and two we start seeing some heavier synergy between teams and supporters groups, like really tying teams into grassroots movements. That's my hopes for the league this year. So now that we've kind of done uh, an NWSL standing summary, Gab, who's your player of the week? Who's not A-Rod? Who is not A-Rod? I think I know who I want my player of the week to be, actually. Who? Did you watch the Western New York Sky Blue game? I did. I actually just watched that. Do you remember how right they pronounced um, Kelsey? Is it Weiss or Wiss? Weiss? Yep, Weiss. I told you. All right. Yeah, I think I remember. I, I think I remember it being Weiss because I've been pronouncing it Wiss in my head this entire time. And then they said Weiss. And I was like, oh, I was very wrong. That's my player of the week. 
I I will agree with you this week. Okay. Um, she had she had a really good game against Sky Blue. It was her first game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My player of the week is Kelsey Weiss. She had a good game, and you can't tell me otherwise. She has an assist on that second Abby Wombach goal. I don't care that NWSL. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't care that NWSL stats took it away from her. Kelsey Weiss, in my mind, you have one assist on the season. That is our two drunk fans player of the week. Kelsey Weiss. Kelsey Weiss. Yeah. Congratulations, kid. You've made the big time. I mean, you're hanging with the big dogs now. You can come hang with us in the 4040 club. So, yeah. Congratulations. That's our first keeper that's won the player of the week, I think. Uh-huh. One. She's won it, not been, been appointed it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Things we didn't talk about this week. Uh, NWSL shitstorm of a uh, uh, streaming situation that happened a couple weeks ago. Oh, Hopefully gosh. they've got that all figured out for yeah. if and when. We have four games happening at the exact same time. Now that they know it's a problem, I hope somebody, anybody, is is figuring out how to solve it. Because if it happens again, it's it's just... I, embarrassing? Yeah, it's embarrassing. First time, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Yep. Get your shit yep. together, yep. YouTube, yep. as well. Um, so, this has been our 10th episode of two drunk fans. Um, we're going to keep doing them all season long. And we hope um, it was a good refresher for those of you that follow the NWSL, those of you who may not. I hope you might have learned something. Um, in the future, we will try to get more intoxicated because I think we're both fairly sober at this point. So if you want to sponsor us, um, we will set up a PayPal and you can put money into it and we will drink the money. Uh, that you put into the PayPal. We, we, we will exchange uh, the money for alcohol, as you oh, do. Oh, is that how it works? Yes, in a capitalist economy. Oh, you use money to buy goods and services. Yes. And, oh, right. and then we will drink the alcohol. And then we will drink the booze, and then we will podcast more. The podcast will probably be more consistent from here, well, for the next little while, because somebody's done with law school now, um, and she's uh, she's unemployed. Please, someone hire me. So if anybody has uh, employment for her, let her know. You can also uh, fund her through PayPal if, if you would like. Yeah, if you just want to give me money to support my my life of leisure, that would be great. You're drinking. Yeah. Drinking, podcasting, going to soccer games. Just if you wanted to give me money. Um, have you heard of this thing called financial domination? No. It's it's like a, a sexual kink that some people have. Where they, really? Yeah. They enjoy having someone basically telling them what to do with their finances. And they just give people money. They just, they just, like I heard about this one woman. People, like men, just give her thousands of dollars. That's it. That's the relationship. They give her money, and she, like, kind of basically ignores them. Maybe I'm not getting the nuances of financial domination, Craig. <laughs> if, there, if there are any financial doms out there listening to this podcast, please feel free to correct me, because I, I don't want to misrepresent what you're doing. Why not give it to, like, a charity? Because then they, wouldn't, they, they couldn't get off on that. Okay, 
I, I mean, maybe I'll need to do some research. Maybe I've just discovered what I'm researching for the next hour. Yeah. Um, or maybe they do give to charity, you know? If they can afford to, to give away money to a financial mistress, maybe they can also afford to give it to, like, the Red Cross. You don't know. You don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was quick to judge. I yeah, was quick you were. to judge. So that, um, that's that's the homework yeah, for everybody so... listening to Two Drunk Fans tonight. Financial domination. <laughs> Thrace is into it. She She's willing to be your your financial... Um... Dom. Mrs. Yes, I'm willing to be your mistress of money. You will get nothing in exchange for your goods. Except the satisfaction services. of being dominated by me. True, I guess. I guess. It's it's all emotional. <laughs> it's all emotional, nothing physical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be we're looking forward to the, the, the games coming up uh tomorrow night, um or tonight, depending on when we actually get this out and uh this coming weekend. And uh if again if you have any feedback, um it's it's thrace underscore dot tumblr dot com. Nope. It's either at Thrace on Twitter or you can leave a comment directly on the podcast. We discussed this gab. <laughs> <laughs> we want people to leave comments directly on the podcast. Oh, right. We want you to leave comments directly on the podcast. In God, in just... the spot where you have the comment. Constant SoundCloud does this really cool thing where it, it lets you comment at a spot so we know exactly what you're what you're participating in this conversation for. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. That's all for um, this this episode yeah. of Hope you guys hope you guys are having a better week than I am and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll see talk to you soon.